Okay, well, I wanted to... <laughs> I posted some things on my story about the GameStop stock craze. And I asked on the last slide, do you want some more commentary or thoughts or um, just discussion about it? And I was actually surprised. I didn't really think that many people were going to respond, but I probably had... <sighs> I don't know, definitely more than 10 people responded, yes, give give me more commentary and give me more thoughts on it. So here we go. I, like full disclosure, this is not, I'm not a stockbroker. Um, this isn't my like area truly of expertise. I, I mean, Ugo and I definitely have focused on financial freedom, cash flowing assets, things like that. Um, the stock market is not something that we have heavily invested in, mostly real estate, but I definitely dug deep into what is going on with the GameStop, etc. issue. And I wanted to share a little bit of my thoughts on it. So first of all, I think that the whole world right now, we're in a battle between individual, individual rights, individual freedoms, and um and also like versus the institution governments kind of like the people at the top versus the the majority and i mean it's been like that for years and years and years for centuries for centuries and centuries and what we saw with the gamestop thing is fascinating so let me give a little bit of an explanation um so i I am a real estate agent. I'm a licensed agent. In the past, I brokered lots of deals in, for investors for investment real estate investing in apartments. So it's fascinating because in our market of Boise and whatever market you're in, there's kind of like a handful of investors that really own the gold and they all know each other. They know each other. They know the players just like in whatever industry you're in. People know each other. They know who's buying what, when. I mean, word gets around, right? So it's like that in the stock market as well. There's hedge fund managers and they know each other, right? And so they, and, and information gets passed around and opportunities start to, you know, like one person tells another person, hey, this is a good buy, you should buy this. And then it kind of has a bandwagon effect, right? Just like in any social circle. So that's been going on for forever. And like at this hedge fund level, meaning these are people who professionally invest other people's money into funds, etc. right? And then there's like the general population and we're out here just chilling and along came, came an app called Robinhood five years ago. So it's an app, you can download it on any app store and it allowed us general people that didn't have really a stockbroker representing us to invest with no fees, no commissions, and via like our devices, so on our phones. So it, it kind of started to democratize the whole investing game. Well, what happened recently is a group of people on Reddit, another app, I never have logged onto Reddit until this week, but I, I guess I want to call it like the, can I say this? I'm just going to freaking say it. I think it's like the boys version of Instagram. So it's, it's their user base is heavily, heavily male. So, and like millennials, Gen Z, 
run the Reddit world. So in Reddit, there are groups or threads. And one of these threads was called, is called Wall Street Bets, all right? You can literally, if you wanna like see it for your own eyes, cause that's kind of the first time, I'm always like, prove it, prove it, prove it. You can download Reddit, you can type in the search bar, Wall Street Bets, and you can join the group. And you can see everything that's been posted in the group. And so you can kind of scroll back and see how this all unfolded. It's fascinating. So what happened was there was someone in the group or maybe a few people who realized that many hedge funds um, had actually shorted numerous stocks, including the GameStop stock. Okay, what is shorting a stock? It's where you basically bet against the stock, meaning if the stock goes down, then you make money. So they had more bets against the stock than number of shares that actually existed. And now this is being talked about, like this should maybe be illegal. Like how can you bet against, bet more shares against something that doesn't even exist type thing. So these, I'm just gonna call them dudes on Reddit, like these retail investors, like Joe Blows, people like you and I, they started to chat on this thread and say, what if we all band together and we started to buy GameStop stocks? So it's basically what I find so funny about it and not funny, but ironic, interesting, fascinating is it's the same thing that the big dudes have been doing for years, like in country clubs and cigar bars and on their private planes and yachts and things. And, uh, you know, like, dude, this is a good buy. Like, let's buy this. And that is how I've literally seen it happen with my own eyes on the real estate side with investors saying to each other, like, this is a good area to invest. Like you buy this building, I'll buy this building. Let's partner together in this building. It is, it's a boys club. Like it just is what it is and whatever. So, um, I've seen it and I've witnessed it and I've been a part of those conversations kind of just watching how the game is played. So the fascinating thing is, is that this wall street bets Reddit thread basically became the same thing as what the big boys on actual wall street have been doing for decades but this was on a thread so they never saw it coming and so they band together and they began buying after hours trading via this robin hood app most of them on robin hood um the game stop stock and it started to shoot up right like crazy i can't remember the figure but you got y'all can do you all can google that and so then the people that had shorted the stocks, the hedge fund managers lost billions. I think the last time I looked, they lost $11 billion and they stand to lose even more almost like they could even bankrupt. This could even bankrupt their entire hedge fund because when you have bet so heavily and you lose, you have to pay back the difference. So anyways, that gets a little bit more like technical into it and but the fascinating part is, I think it's like a commentary on society right now where the people, right? Like us on these social platforms have the ability, like information can spread so quickly. We have the ability to, even though they've taken away our ability to gather in the physical, we're finding these other places with like like-minded people to gather 
on the internet. And not only did they say, let's band together and do this with GameStop, they chose other stocks, Nokia, BlackBerry, uh, AMC, the movie theater, and some other ones. Oh, and then there's this whole thing with, um, I think it's called Doggy Coin. Am I right about that? Or Dogecoin? Whatever. I don't even know. Ugo bought some last year. I was like, buy this. And he's like, I already did. What's going on? But last year. Anyway, that's another topic. So, um, okay. So then what happened and people got pissed about this was they went to their Robin Hood app and they went to go buy the stocks that that the Rob that the uh, Wall Street bets thread was their friends right in this group, not friends like they actually know them, but people in the thread saying let's buy AMC, let's buy BlackBerry, let's buy Nokia, let's buy more GameStop, and then you went onto the Robinhood app to purchase the stocks, and guess what? Robinhood turned off your ability. You could buy one share basically. Turned off your ability to buy the stock essentially protecting the hedge funds that had shorted those stocks. So people were pissed and they are pissed. So if you go on to, I recommend people like looking into things for the, for their own. So go on to download Reddit, make a Reddit account and then type in the search bar, wall street bets. And there's wall street bets. There's wall street bets new and there's Wall Street Bets Elite. All right, the original one is Wall Street Bets. So go in there and start to read everything that's in there. Because I think it's important that people see for themselves. Like, don't just read the headlines. Like, don't just read about this Wall Street Bets things. Like, literally go find the thread and start scrolling and see how this all unfolded. Absolutely amazing. Now, the reason I'm so like into this right now is because the number one thing I think that I've heard from coaching and just from hanging out with people is people want to figure out a way to become financially independent, financially free. All right. So what does that even mean? And and so this Robin Hood thing is a way for retail investors or just people like you and I to play the stock market game without paying commissions and things like that. And we basically, I'm saying we, but I wasn't a part of this Wall Street Bets thing, but the Wall Street Bets dudes were literally playing by the same rules as the hedge fund guys. But now the game has been basically turned off because they can no longer invest on the stocks. So a hedge fund is basically like they're investing on behalf of a bunch of investors. This is the same thing. It's like a bunch of investors have kind of gathered together and said, here's the stocks that we're going to invest in. No difference <laughs> except for one is like at a huge, huge level. And these people are already billionaires. And the other one is just like some dudes and people that want to, you know, make a couple thousand dollars off of 600, $500 or even 50, $50. And it was fascinating yesterday when I was going through the wall street bets thread, um, I posted this on my story yesterday, but if you didn't see it, it really, it actually made me cry. So this, I don't know if it was a, a man or woman or whatever, but they posted um, that in 2008, when the economy went to shit, um, they, their dad lost everything, his business, their home, blah, 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 and like became an alcoholic. And so they are like investing in order to 
try to help their family and basically screw over the hedge fund managers. So it's like a fight. It's not just like it's in this game, we can't all win. It's fascinating. So the people that have band together, when they are investing on the shorted stocks, which are the ones that I mentioned and others, they are causing the billionaires to lose billions. Something the billionaires never saw coming. They never saw random investors banning together to basically pump up the stock, causing them to lose billions. So it's kind of like a personal thing, I would say, like looking through the thread and then following some of the accounts that are really prominent in this whole game. It's just fascinating. And so the thing is, is that the people that have made it big on the run up of GameStop stock prior to it being basically turned off and not people can't buy the stock anymore. They're all telling each other we have to hold because if they sell, meaning like, oh, we made our margin, like, wow, you know, we invested at, you know, $4, now it's $30, like, yay, we made 10 grand or whatever, now they're gonna sell and cash out, then that causes the stock to drop. So the he- right now where it stands is the hedge fund managers are basically, be- the-, the hedge fund managers that shorted the stock that stand to lose billion- billions more, they're basically holding their position, hoping that all of these people who are maybe less savvy, I don't know, investors, get excited about their, their small return, their good return, sell, and the stock will come back down. So that's kind of what we're waiting to see. But then on the threads, the people, they're saying, don't sell, let's like drive it up even further, causing them to basically go into the trash, like bankrupt. So anyways, I think it's fascinating. And let me get back to what I wanted to say about financial freedom. So the reason that I wanted to even tell you, well, first of all, I asked lots of people said, yes, let's talk about it. Um, I think there's so much, there's so much like misinformation and so much hyperbole and so much, um, just lack of clarity around financial principles, around investing and it's something that Ugo and I have been really really passionate about. And so if that is something that you like desire to have financial freedom. So I kind of have a little like I would say we have maybe like a four or five step process. The first thing is you have to get clear on what you want and exactly how much it's going to cost you. I think that people totally overestimate how much it's going to take them to actually become financially free. So what do I mean by that? So what I mean is coming up with your ideal lifestyle, all right? Like the ideal house you'd like to live in, cars where you'd like to vacation, the schools you'd like to send your kids to, the clothing budget you'd like to have, the travel budget that you'd like to have, where you'd like to grocery shop. I mean, everything, have ultimate clarity, figure out how much that costs per year, And then that's your number. Like that is your freedom number. Okay, so once you have that number established, the next, so the first step is, what did I say? I call it your ideal scenario. Come up with your ideal scenario of your life, how much you want to give away. I mean, everything. Have ultimate clarity in that. Write it all down. And then the second step is 
figure out exactly how much that is going to cost you. So if you want to fly private, figure out how much a you know jet suite membership is or how much the lease on a plane is. Like I'm dead serious. Look everything up because I think you're going to be shocked at how things cost a lot less than you actually think in your mind. So figure out the cost of everything, write it all down and annual, right? Like how much is this going to be annual, right? So that's the second thing. Then the third thing is create, I don't even call it a budget because I hate that word. It's kind of like triggering to me. Um, we call it like a spending plan. So what is your spending plan? And the first thing is this, come up with what your values are. So I am a very like free spirit when it comes to spending. Like I, I love spending money, period. Like I like buying shit all the time. If I had my choice, like I would buy and buy and buy things constantly. Okay, I've changed a lot over the years, but when we started our financial journey, I, I mean, we were in debt, okay? 30 grand in debt. So this come with your spending plan. That's the third step. All right, this spending plan you need, it's a budget, all right, but we call it a spending plan. So have it driven by your values. So in the beginning, like Ugo and I, when we started this journey, it was, I guess it was nine years ago now. It's so crazy, time just flies. So nine years ago, it was probably eight and a half, but anyways, uh, we said, all right, what we want is we want for 100% of our overhead. So our mortgage at the time, our food, our date nights out, our travel, like our giving, all of that. We figured out that number at the time. We didn't have this vision of the ideal scenario at that time, but we figured out that number and we just said, okay, we want a hundred percent of our overhead to be covered by passive income. So that drove our value, which was freedom. So our number one value was freedom. And that informed, okay, so we have to get out of debt. That is step one. We must get out of debt. Step two was like, okay, what else? Because I don't believe in the like, go super sterile, only pay down your debt. I mean, you have to have some fun, right? So then what it was our number two, our number two was travel. And then our number three was giving. So we said, these are our three values. So most of our money went to debt payoff. So we kept our lifestyle. I mean, I'm telling you like, I mean, I didn't, I, I got my hair cut once a year. I got my nails done probably once a year at that time. We never bought, like didn't go shopping for clothes. Like ever, we didn't travel. I mean, the travel was a budget where we put money into the savings account and then we had enough. Like, I think we could go like on a weekend trip or something. So it wasn't like that for very long. I think we paid off our debt in maybe 10 months or so. It didn't take long. So then once the debt was cleared, all right. Then the next step was we had an account for investments. So we started to, it was just a savings account. We just made it a, we gave it a title called investments. So then we figured out, okay, how much per month were we going to put into this investment account? And we let it grow and we let it grow and we let it grow. And the thing is, is that most people listen up when your income increases, most people increase their lifestyle. So I've, I've had the opportunity, I've coached a lot of 
real estate agents and business owners, but I think real estate agents are probably notorious for this. They start getting commissions and start to feel like, yay, wow, I've never had this much money. This is awesome. They're selling houses or whatever, and they go out and they buy a freaking boat or they buy a second house that is not a rental. It's an, a cabin or a lake house or a beach house or a whatever house that is like a status house. So, or they buy a boat, a second house, or they upgrade their house. Now they're living in some like freaking mansion or they buy like all brand new cars and shit and you see them wearing like a Gucci bag or whatever. Okay, that fine if that's your value if you if you want to spend on luxury items and have to work the rest of your life fine you do you but don't i'm gonna i'm gonna get you right here don't come at me and tell me natalie i want to be financially free and then go and make these purchases goodbye like it's not an alignment we have to harness ourselves and be like no what do i really want do i really want this instant gratification now or am I willing to say, no, the house that I'm in is fine. The car that I'm driving is fine. The clothes that I have are fine. The, me missing out on this trip is fine because I'm saving up, saving up, saving up, and I'm going to invest. Buying a bigger house is not an investment, okay? Your home is not an investment. It's just a little bit of bitty savings account. You need a cash flowing investment. All right. So now that I've like got off my freaking soapbox on that, well, it's not a soapbox. It just, I'm a person of like alignment. So like, don't tell me that you want to like lose weight or whatever. And you're like in your freaking pantry stuffing your face. You know, I, I, I don't know. I just, pregnancy Natalie is just really intense. Okay. So, all right. So then that's what we began to do is we began to save. All right. Save our money, save our money, save our money. And at the same time we were saving our money in this investment savings account, our income was increasing. So um, that's when I got my real estate license and began selling real estate on behalf of other people, investment real estate primarily. And I got to tell you, people would say to me like, Natalie, you know, friends or even coworkers and things, they would say, aren't you like, wow, you have a big commission coming. Like, aren't you going to go, you know, spend it on a trip or uh, what are you going to buy? Are you going to buy a whatever snowmobile? I don't know. Um, and I just would always look at them so puzzled because literally our lifestyle did not change for, pro I mean, we just moved into this. We lived in a 1600 square foot home for like our whole time until, I mean, we moved in this house in 2019 and we started this journey in 2012. So however many years that is, can somebody tell me, is that seven years? Yeah, it is. Nine yeah. <laughs> so we lived in that small house for seven years. Meanwhile, our income was going up. Okay. And we invested in things. All right. So how do you know what to invest in? I think this is really the crux of it because so many people, um, they can save and they can have that, but then they don't have, hi sister. They don't have the vision of like, okay, well, what would I invest in? And here's the thing. Be around people who have done it. You're only going to become, we all are only going to become a product of our environment. If we're all, if we're chilling with people who are buying 
luxury items, never investing, they don't have any cash flow, we're gonna just do the same. We're gonna do the same. You know, they say you're the average of the five people that you hang around the most. So get around some people that ha have cash flowing investments and talk to them. What is your investment criteria? How much money did you put down? How did you find the property? Who helped you? Like ask questions. I think that is one of the most crucial things that anyone can do in a wealth journey. You know how I know when someone is going to, this is really blunt, when someone is, everybody says they want financial freedom. Okay, how do I know when I'm talking to people about their goals, how do I, do I know if someone is actually going to hit what they want out of life, get what they want, hit their goal, have financial freedom, have cash flowing assets, be retired by 40 or by 50 or by 60 or whatever, how do I know? There is one thing that 100% tells me if the person is going to achieve their desires and it is whether or not they ask questions. Like they need to dig, become a financial investigator, if you will. Like if you see someone with a shit ton of time freedom, cash flowing out, ask them questions. Most people are too embarrassed, too prideful, too whatever to ask questions. So that's one of the first things that I started to do. I had the privilege to have lots of clients that were, you know, 10, we still do, in the, you know, have a $10 million net worth, a $20 million net worth, up to a $100 million net worth. I've had dinners with people with a $500, $500 million net worth. And I, I, you think I care? I don't care about looking dumb. I wanna know, how did you get rich? Like. Tell me, and it's not for me, it's not about the money, it's about the opportunity, the choices, like the freedom of being able to choose. Choose when I wanna work, where I wanna work. Choose, hey, you don't wanna wear a mask? <laughs> Let me just put this out there. Own your own business, well, that's not client facing, and don't wear a mask. Like, you wanna start another business? Freaking do it. You wanna live in another country? Do it. Okay, so whatever, money provides options, okay? That's all it does provides options. So anyways, I 